Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognised sim racing group, it's the Tora Radio Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the world. This is the Torah Radio Show here on RadioGamod.com. It's U.S. week, so of course you are subjected to the sultry tones of Ben Williams. It was me. And finally, after like, it was a month, I think, since he's been able to be here, Louis Satterley's back, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, and I do apologize to all my fans, which I'm sure I have very few of, but I like to boost my own ego every once in a while. That work hates me so much. So yeah, I'm back. Back in black. God, I missed it here! Uh, we'll try to fix that. <laughs> yeah. So the withdrawals, man. Yes. This is, of course, the Torah radio show where we do occasionally talk about some racing news. And we have a wide variety of some racing news, everything varying from R Factor 2 to Project Cars. I'll just leave it at that. Um, a, kind of a cool video from Dirt 5, and potentially something that's even more expensive than the sim rig that Matt and Jordan talked about last week. Ooh, scandalous. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Whenever you think about a rig that's literally made from carbon fiber, you think, how could that be more expensive? Well, <laughs> we're about to find it, out. It does take some skill to mold carbon fiber, but what really blows my mind, especially about that Aston Martin one, if it translates over to U.S. dollars, you can get the Aston Martin sim rig and act like you're driving a race car, or... or you can take that same amount of money, go to your local dealership, and buy a full-size pickup truck to haul your sim rig in but then you don't have a sim rig but you don't have a sim rig but if you buy a sim rig you don't have a truck to haul the sim rig around or you could you know just buy a yeah park friend's truck (laughs) (laughs) anyway um but first there's something a little bit different that i do want to talk about um there has been a new <laughs> There's been a new esports series that I've seen um, pop up. Started at the beginning of the month. Um, that's called the V10 R League Esports Series. Um, just a couple of highlights about it. It's a hundred thousand pound. So that's what hundred and fifty thousand dollars, something along those lines. I'll do the conversion for you because okay. I don't know that off the top of my head anymore. Anyway point is high price pool it's run on a set of corsa there are seven tracks within the series monza brands hatch the Nordschleife, um a track i've never heard of before autodromo Val- valduna valdana something along those lines it's an italian track um laguna seca spa freaking shops and yas marina um this is a pro series so there's eight professional esports teams um from red bull bmw racing point williams fordzilla um just say team suzuki who i'm i believe that's a combination between suzuki 
and another pre-existing excuse me, esports organization, Porsche Airline and Yas Heat, which Yas Heat. I'm not sure where that one comes from. Um, Maybe like Yas Marina. It, I believe it's a derivative. I, I don't of know Yas Marina, um, but well, I do. Let me rephrase that. They, if any of the Yas Heat team are listening to the show, please text or not text us because we don't have text numbers that we use for the show. Uh, yeah. Send oh, us five, a message five, on five. Twitter or tweet to us and tell us what you're all about, so that way we don't try to butcher what you're about and make our own assumptions. Yeah, on the, on the league's website, it lists them as being from Abu Dhabi, so I would assume it's a. Oh, okay, so that works as well. So yep. you said it was a hundred thousand. Great Britain pounds? Yeah, 100,000 pounds. So that translates to 127,240 U.S. dollars. Okay. So, pretty big pool. Um, The series is made up of 84 individual race match events, um, which is pretty much just a mixture of team head-to-head rally and sprint races. Um, What's really interesting about this series, though, is that they literally created a car... For the competition itself. It's purpose built. Just for this. Yeah. Um, huh. Here are the highlights. It's. It's a formula car. Open wheel. Okay. It is a. Is a three liter. Excuse me. V10. Yes. And it does sound. Like an F1 V10. Oh goody. 900 brake horsepower. Less. Or about 700 kilograms. 19,000 RPM redline, and no traction control. So my goodness, yeah. Oh jeez. Like All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Jimmy Broadband was actually given access to the car by the series oh, to try out for a video. He loved every minute of it. The the car sounds amazing. It sounds. Like the '90s all over again in F1. It's very nice, um, but that because they created this car for this series, it kind of makes me wonder: like, will we see other high-profile series like this in the future? Um, cr- start creating cars for their series. So, like, maybe BTCC has. Well, if there's Tasty as that one is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe the BTC for their esports competition has a car built that has hybrid power, or um, NASCAR decides to go full electric and has a special car for that, or something. <clears throat> Excuse me, along those lines. Like, well, it, it would make sense the more prominent that these sim racing leagues start to become, especially in the current climate as well. I mean, yeah, it's one thing if you see people racing the virtual replicas of what we see out there in the real world. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Incredibly cool. But if you can create something in the virtual world that's strictly for the virtual world that you're not going to see anywhere else, then I think you can tr- probably attract a lot more than just the casual fan just browsing around. You might get some diehards to switch over to. Just my thoughts. but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when we have a game like a set of course, so that's literally its lifespan has been extended by mods and adding new different cars to it, much like Ferrari did for their competition. Um, it, it's definitely something that 
I could see happening more in the future. In my opinion, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting concept, and I think it's a concept worth pursuing, especially right now in the current climate. Because, I mean, how many times have we seen it where people say that they're not going to watch the race because it's not real racing? Well, maybe it's because they're used to seeing that particular item that they're seeing on the track in the real world, and it just doesn't do it for them, which I can understand. I get it. So if you put something unique out there, it might grab their attention. No, I'm not saying go out there and have a virtual MotoGP series using Tron bikes. Although... That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious, yeah. Yeah. Not a good idea, though. Too many accidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you want to see this V10-powered monster um, in action. The races are on Monday evenings. Um, there's one coming up this Monday on the 28th at the circuit that I'd never heard of before. Val... Yeah, Val... Aguna? Uh, something along those lines. Or, Valalonga? Valalonga, maybe. How do you... F- oh, actually, go ahead and uh, chat back and type it out to me and I'll correct you on that one. Anyway, okay. moving on. Yeah. Of course, he'll quote me about it. Um, that is, again, coming up on Monday. I believe they broadcast it on Twitch, if you wish to see the series in action. I think that's where I've seen it there. Um, I've also seen a couple of the... And I believe they have that as a typo, because the D is supposed to be a G, so Valalunga. I have heard of that circuit before. Although I didn't okay. know they had it in a game. Hmm. Yeah, Valalunga. That the yeah. um, D was actually my fault. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, this is what happens when you don't proofread your own notes. Um, <laughs> anyway, so definitely something to look out for in the future. I definitely do want to see other esports championships kind of coming up with their own variety of vehicles, just so just have a little yeah, bit you can more give it, spice. Yeah, give it its own t- flavor and create a very unique sound, a very attractive sound like a, oh, I don't know, a high-revving V10 like this series has done and what former Formula 1 series used to be. And I think you can definitely get a pretty good series going on that one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving right along. Um, I know Matt and Jordan touched on this briefly, but <laughs> turns out that as they were discussing this, PlayStation was announcing their prices. <laughs> So, the PlayStation 5 now has a release date, and we know how much it will cost. The console will be released November 12th. That's two days after Xboxes on November 10th. Um, for North America, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. With the rest of the world following up the following week on November 19th. It will be 400 How much will it cost? An arm and a leg. Well, not quite. <laughs> no, if you want to buy a graphics card, that's how much that will cost nowadays. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so for the standard PlayStation 5 with the disk drive, that will cost $499 American. Um, if you want just the console, no disk drive, that's $399. Um, that's for the quote-unquote digital edition. Um, the... One of the main things that happened when they announced this is that they kind of went, surprise, you can now pre-order it, and the internet exploded. 
Yeah, I can see how that works out. Yeah. Um, people were were waiting in long lines and refresh loops trying to get their hands on a pre-order. Um, it's, it's the same thing, very similar thing happened with Xbox this past week on Wednesday. It, it's just been a general mess when it comes to new consoles all the way around. But again, it's 2020. Nothing surprises me anymore. Oh, shit, not anymore. No. And also, unfortunately, for the sim racers who are probably wondering this, we still do not have a release date for Gran Turismo 7 yet. Which it is, is a little hard, a bummer. isn't it? Um, it is a bummer. Yeah. I know Project Cars 3 was aiming for that kind of market where Gran Turismo 7... Let, let's not jump down that rabbit hole, please. Let's not jump down that rabbit hole? Actually, rabbit holes are fun places to be and Let's not jump down into that uh, abyss. You, you don't want to talk about the award-winning Project No, Cars I don't. <laughs> Do you want to talk about their new mobile game, then? Which, oddly enough, I'm pretty sure is probably going to end up being better than the actual new Project Cars 3. Probably. Um, it's <laughs> It's been a while since we've heard anything about Project Cars Go. Um, I vaguely remember making a joke about how you'll be walking on the street, your phone will vibrate, and you'll pull it up, and there's a digital um, Mercedes SLS sitting there or something along those lines. Um, but they have been work- slightly mad, have been working on Project Cars Go, and it's still going to make me laugh every time I read that title. Um, <laughs> um, in the background for a while, but it has will launch on ISO and Android for a yet undetermined date. Um, they are currently and have announced a closed beta test for the title. It is open to users on both platforms as long as you're in the United States, Canada, UK, and Australia. Um, <laughs> the if you sign up for it, um, they will stop accepting registrations for the beta on October thirteenth. It's just like two or three weeks from now. Um, the test itself will start on October sixteenth, so you and it will run eleven days until the twenty seventh. Only eleven days, huh? Only eleven days. Only eleven days. Yeah, we do and. We still don't know that much about the game, which is concerning. Um, I think it's probably going to be another Project Cars 3 where it's using the Project Cars name as marketing, if that makes sense. And it won't have really any substance, per se. Yeah. Apparently, though... Slightly Mad have been toting that it's a one-touch control system, which, if you're familiar with any CSR games, it's kind of like that. If that makes sense. Eh. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> did you play Forza Street, Louis? No, I didn't. Okay, good. <laughs> um, Forza Street, you actually I heard had... nothing but terrible things about it, so I was just like, alright, hands yeah. off, not touching well, it. I played it for the content for this show. So, um, with Forza Street, you have, like, you can press it to accelerate and take it off to break. I think I it's going to so be... that's kind of the reverse version of what Real Racing 3 for the mobile is. Yeah. Um, where it automatically accelerates for it and you just press it for the break. Yeah. 
So I, I think what we're getting at here is that basically all mobile racing games are horrible. Uh, it depends on how you attack it and what you release it as. I mean, in fairness, with uh, Real Racing 3, despite what the name says on it, they definitely fully admit that it's an arcade sim racer time-killing game. Isn't Which, this a game that also has all of the IMSA prototypes, most of the GTD cars? All but one of the IMSA prototypes. Yeah, it's got a lot of content in it. It's got F1, Formula E, about three different versions of GT3 cars, DTM, mm-hmm. uh, the IMSA prototypes, WEC prototypes, GTE pro- cars from various areas, eras. So it's it, content-wise, it's actually incredibly good. And it's got hundreds of cards on it for content, which is pretty impressive. The problem is, is that you got to play a lot of the game in order to advance and get more stuff. Or, or for five ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Microtransactions! Which is typical of EA for micro microtransactions. But, no, I mean, EA's, you... EA has the worst reputation for microtransactions. Oh, yeah. So, which, I mean, anybody actually... Anybody out there in Twitterville wants to know my whole story on how I feel about EA and why I'll never give them another dime of my hard-earned money, you can ask me privately over there because I'm not going to go into that story because, long story short, I got a hosed out of a game that I paid for. So, Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure to ask you about that after because I don't even think I know that story. Oh, yeah. I, I was not too happy. No, I don't think you would be. I don't think I would be either in that situation. But so. anyway, um, Project Cars Go... If you're wanting to see what kind of game it's going to turn out to be, you can register for the beta. Um, that's all I can really say about it. Um, we do also know that since we brought up what Real Racing 3 does, it's basically will have the similar content to what the regular Project Cars games has. So, anyway. Moving on from Project Cars 3... Louie, do you want to talk about R-Factor 2? Yeah, they uh, had the massive, actually literally just released yesterday, right? Today's Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah. so, so yeah. <laughs> released yesterday a massive BOP update on all GT3 cars, and actually they included GTE cars as well on that update. So I think you're going to find a little bit more of a performance gap on it. I haven't had a chance to fully play with it because I've had this thing called a daytime job which hates me lately as we already covered at the top of the show mm-hmm. um but yeah it's supposed to be a massive update which it took a little bit for it to download but once it got in there of course it's always pretty quick um and as a mod standpoint had a fun little one that popped up because we did just have the 24 hours of Le Mans over the weekend the real life one and they anybody who's played the old r factor game r factor one Remembers the 24 hours of Le Mans mod, and they have remastered it to bring it over onto R Factor 2. Which anybody who doesn't know what this particular mod is, it's not what you think of when it comes to 24 hours of lemons in the real world, where you just take a beater or a banger for our UK friends, take a beater car and give it a theme and drive around. No, they have cars that are fully modded into cars that are shaped like lemons and limes and the wheels are slices of lemons and limes so for your satirical citral 
24 hours of lemons, you can race 24 hours and a lemon. I love racing simulator mods sometimes. It's pure comical, and if you look at the vehicles, they look like they're incredibly top-heavy, too. So just picture a lemon with wagon wheels on it that looks like a slice of lemon. I want lemonade now. a good thing. I want lemonade now. <laughs> you know, when life gives you lemons, have a 24-hour race with them. Yep. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, part of that R Factor 2 update was that didn't they release the 2020 version of the Bentley GT3? Um, I haven't seen it yet. Actually, let me fire up the PC and let's go have a look-see now in the store. Because if it is, you might hear a microtransaction in the background, dear listener. <laughs> I already looked. It's $5. <laughs> Probably will end up being $5 if I'm honest, but let's find out. Uh, let's see. Store page. Happening live here already with my Happening clothes. live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do it alive. Oh, it is, actually. And actually... Top, it's in the top sellers, actually, and this is actually a good thing. You can get both the old Bentley and the new Bentley in a car pack for five dollars and eighty-three cents American. Oh, cool! So I didn't, yep. I didn't notice that the old Bentley was in that pack too. Well, that's just what I see right here on top sellers. That is the very first one that comes across there. Um, also, oh, here we actually we're having a wholesale here, so let's go ahead and see what we got going on here. Uh, also, you can get the old Audi R8 LMS. And the new R8 LMS Evo for the same price going on there. Let's see what else we got going on there. Oh, what a bummer. They don't even combine the two BMWs. That stinks. Um, let's see. Still no 488 GT3 yet, so we just got the Bentley as of right now. Um, you can get the GT3 pack bundle, which includes 12 GT3 cars, including the new Bentley. How much is that? That one is $35 even. Okay. (laughs) But you get 12 GT3 cars. Yes. And I also can really say that because I just spent that some more amount on a bunch of iRacing stuff. So So included with that, actually, I think that includes all of the GT3 cars they have available over here. Let's see. Aston Martin Vantage GT3. Mm -hmm. That's the new one. Yep. Excuse me. Uh, 2018 Audi R8. 2019 Audi R8. uh, 2017 Bentley. 2020 Bentley. BMW M6, Callaway Corvette, GT3R, which, by the way, Ben, you would love the sound of that thing. You really would. Uh, uh, McLaren 720 SGT3, Mercedes GT3, Porsche 911 GT3R, and the Radical RXC Turbo GT3, which, to me, that's just an upgraded track car to be GT3. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be honest, the... the C7 GT3 is calling my name right now. Yeah, the Callaway? Oh, it's it's oh, got yeah. a gorgeous sound. Anyway. So, go- <laughs> but yes, you have that sale going on, and I'm not seeing any other bundles here. Let me continue to scroll. Yeah, the McLarens are not in a bundle at all. So, That's kind of just those two. And that. That. Oh, here we go. Nürburgring Endurance Bundle. Yeah. For $12.62, you can get the Nürburgring. That includes all the different layouts. Even the Mahusive one. Then you get the Porsche 911 GT3 Cup, which has a lot of different liveries on it. The BMW M2, which is a fun little car to drive on this. And the Radical SR3 XX. So, 
So always, if you're an R-Factor fan, always check in on the store quarterly because they always have some sort of sale going on. So, I feel like I say this every time we talk about R-Factor on the show, but I really need to actually give that game a chance. But I, I've been so sucked into iRacing and ACC, that's kind of all I'm doing right now. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's an ebb and flow thing for everybody. Like right now, I'm in an R-Factor 2 kick, and I'll probably get into an ACC kick for here for a little while as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's all about it. Yep. So and oh, here we go, an endurance bundle as well, which I think this is their regularly run on endurance bundle. Here you get, by the looks of it, six cars. Oh no, sorry, you get seven cars for twenty four fifty American. This is you get the McLaren Senna GTR for your hypercar fans out there, uh, the Orca 07 LMP2, the Norma M30 LMP3. Or Duquesne now, actually, but it's still labeled as a Norma here. Uh, Aston Martin Vantage GTE, BMW M8 GTE, Corvette C7R, and Porsche 911 RSR. So they have not updated that to include the Ferrari yet. Mm-hmm. So, And by the looks of it, that is all your sales right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So, R-Factor 2, if you want to get some of that nice, nice content, there's a sale going on now. Check out Steve. Yes. Numerous sales, and don't forget to check into the uh, workshop as well. There's a ton of mods that are going out there right now, so mm-hmm. can't get enough of them. And the game is made for modders, and it's all about it. Yeah, that was one of the more confusing things that I ran into, and I, I, I did a little bit with R Factor Two, trying to figure out how that stuff worked, and I think I got it figured out. But unfortunately, I didn't have my wheel set up at the time, so I didn't actually drive anything. Well, fortunately, Steam, if you do everything through that, they make it incredibly easy for you to do. And literally, all you do is just go inside the workshop, you find the item that you want, open up the item, hit subscribe, and it downloads it for you. Mm-hmm. Installs it for you, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Cool, cool, cool. Um, moving on, Codemasters. We like Codemasters, for the most part, here at, on the show. At times. Yes. At times. Sometimes they are a bit annoying. Um, they have released new footage of the upcoming Dirt 5 game. Oh, um, yes. The Rave on Dirt. Yes, the Rave on Dirt. Um, That's what I'm which, calling it now with all the colors that they have on all these promos. Yeah. It looks incredibly fun, though. But yeah. at the same time, I want to park rock. Yes. But what's really important about this video is that it's... I think it's some of the first... Whoops clicked on the wrong thing. Some of the first footage that we've seen recorded from the Xbox Series S, which is the smaller 299 version of the Xbox. Smaller 299, yeah. 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 Um, it's quite, <laughs> as Chloe said, it's quite bright. Um, what we did see in the video is it showing the new Rock Bouncers at a Pathfinder event, which I, I believe as the name implies that you just find a way to get from point A to point B. Semi- so that's kind of... To point A to point B, but... So rally. Yes. But except... Without being rally. Rally, but vertical. Um, rally, but vertical. Yes. Because you're rock climbing. Okay. Then on... Um, ah, okay, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely... You can definitely tell that it's the next-gen console. It's very bright. 
Um, it looks very much like a dirt game, which you know isn't a bad thing. Um, I don't think dirt has ever been really criticized for not looking good. In its most recent iterations, um, something that Codemasters did specify in the video is that the game has been optimized across all the Xboxes. So that's your one. That's your um, Xbox One S. That's your Xbox. Um, oh, One X. I think about it there for a second. Your Xbox Series X and your Xbox Series X. So many ti- names and titles going on there. So many um, Series X. Yes. The point is that whatever Xbox you play it on, the game will work for it, basically. Which is right. Kind of, which is kind of a good thing, considering that's the appeal of console gaming is that you don't need to worry about having because it's one package. Anyway. One package. One package deal. Yeah. Um, Dealing and packages of one. Yes. Yes. Ouch. Not okay. to self, listener, don't roll over your own foot with your chair. Well, oh, ouch. That well, hurt. <laughs> while Lewis patches himself together, um, let's move on to a different rally game entirely. A new rally game has been released that with hasn't really been on my radar, but has been on our correspondence radar. Mr. Christian Gomez has joined us in the booth. How are you doing, Christian? Good. Finally back here on the TRS after not being here for quite a while, I believe. So it has been quite a while. Yeah, it's you good to hear playing... from you again, sir. Yes, yeah, you're you still too, playing Lewis. Gran Turismo the last we spoke to you. Yeah, and now I've joined the uh you guys on PC. Mm-hmm. Funny how that all that works. So, this new game, Art of Rally, what's it about, Christian? Right. So, from what I, so what I could, from what I played from it, uh, for me, it's just a love letter for what Rally was in the in the sixties, seventies, and eighties. Uh, I haven't progressed yet into what I think is the early nineties cars, but uh, as far as the Rally, if you're going to compare it to the Codemasters outings, like Dirt Rally Two Point Dirt Four, don't because it's it's in its own little niche so but i'll put it as a but if you like the uh the old games like dirt one through three if you played the old grand turismo rally uh, rally like content that they had on gt3 gt4 and gt5 you're gonna love this to death yeah something uh, it definitely looks like it's much more of a um oh, what's what I, it, it it looks a little bit more arcade just because of that really far out perspective is that kind of what you're finding with being more hands-on with it uh yeah it's definitely arcadey in that sense because uh, you don't have uh well we're all used to uh you know first person view cockpit view you don't even have a hood cam you're kind of overlooking the stage and your car but there is a view which is almost and this is the view that I've settled with. It's pretty much like third person on like Forza or Gran Turismo. Or okay. Swingman. Sorry, what? Swingman view is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I've settled with, and it's perfect for me. Uh, you get to see enough of the stage just in front of you, and you get to... And yeah, it just it looks awesome. And also the scenery, you could see like uh, like you know a few hundred yards ahead so you could tell what corners next or if you don't have a co-driver so having that extra distance really really helps i can believe that 
So is, is this more like a time killer game, or is it something that's really in-depth and will suck you in and make you play for hours on end? It has that playability where it will suck you in for hours on end. It does have online leaderboards, so don't think that this is just some indie game that, oh, I'm just you just drive around for like five, six hours, you're going to get all, you know, you're going to get all out of it. But uh, with online leaderboards, you get to compete, uh, compete against guys across the world, guys and gals, apologies. And yeah, there's a lot of replay value. And I really do hope that uh, Fun Scouts or the developer of this game really adds in some extra content down the line because I really feel new locations, mm-hmm. new vehicles, maybe go- getting up to the modern day cars. Uh, maybe new disciplines, rally cross, because with the Group B cars, there could be a lot of crossover between uh, that discipline of rally and then what rally cross was at the same time period. So there's definitely a lot of potential here for that. This isn't just a game that, like, as far as like sitting back and relaxing. Like, let's just say one day you don't want to plug in the wheel and you want to drive, and you have a pad ready and you have a PC. Like, this is the right game to do it. Yeah, it's definitely I I like the art style of this game. It's definitely not your typical like hyper realistic graphics that we're kind of used to nowadays. Yeah, it's uh, it's some people unfortunately will discount for that. I believe because they will see the art style and like, well, it's not as serious, and it, it it just adds on to what the game is. And if you take it at face value, I know that our audience here is more similar in it, and I completely understand that, but really, guys, really, give this game a shot. Yeah. If you if you play Dirt Rally 2.0 on a pad, or you play any of the old Dirt games on a pad, I, you give this game a shot. You're really going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I remember when you first introduced this game to me, I saw the title Art of Rally, so I thought, oh, this is like a series of um, artists renderings of rally cars doing amazing things and you said no it's a game and i i think my little reaction was it's a game yeah <laughs> yeah no it, it, it's I, like i like i started off with it's it's a love letter it's a masterpiece in my opinion of like what it's it's an expression of what rally was back in the day and <laughs> it really does it justice man like yeah it's like you like they're like when you're driving and you see all the, the you see the art style, you feel the car, which you haven't gone to that yet. The mechanics on the game, uh, it's really, really good, and it, it's beyond just a photo, a photo game or recording stuff or you know just smashing the car into obstacles and trying to see the you know what would happen. Like it's like it, it's an actual game, guys. Like it's actually really, really yeah. good. I was very. I, I'm seeing escorts. I'm seeing minis. I'm seeing Quattros. I'm seeing Peugeots. Oh, there's a Celica. Ooh, Glancia. Oh, there's the uh, Fiat Abarth. Um, oh, what car is that? Um, one three three something like that. The really boxy one. Yeah. Uh, Square. Speaking, of, speaking yeah. of boxy cars, you got the Beamers from that right. era. You also got a Volvo, which I'm actually driving right now. <laughs> and oh, it's, uh... we have live show racing. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time that's happened. I think you've done that to me before. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I, I paused I, the game. I, but... I pretty much every time mm-hmm. there, Ben. If I'm honest, yeah. Is that a pro car? That I'm uh, seeing BMW pro car. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. No, one pro car. Really? Like all the cars that you would think of that era, 
are in this game. Sure, obviously not licensed because it's an indie developer after all. Yeah, but they're all and there. Getting all the licenses for this car is something that takes Codemasters and Forza money. Yeah, no, and this guy, I mean, he designed it to the uh, to, in a way that it, yeah, you could tell it is a pro car, but it's not. But cool, it's not. Cool. But it's it, not said to be a pro car. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's again a fraud like Kasi, not a Ford Escort. Oh, Kasi's there in the game as well. <laughs> yeah, but they aren't. I mean, the wink, wink. Sixteen hundred is in the game as well. Uh, so, if we wanted to play this, where do we find it uh, on there's, PC? There's three locations: uh, okay. the Epic Game Store, which I've which heard I'd... mixed things about. Yeah, Steam, which is okay, good. <laughs> always good. And there's one more place where you could get this game. It's, I believe it's a new one. It's a new uh, online uh, place where you could get games. And this is actually where all the leaderboards are being run at. But if you play it on Epic Game Store or on Steam, you can still do us. You're right there. I think we might have lost Lewis. I'll see if I can. No, I'm still here. Okay. You turned into a robot. Just, there got real quiet on me there, so I didn't hear what he said there. I'm trying to find the last location. Apologies. Uh, doing it live. Doing it live. Uh, Hashtag doing it live on gog.com. Gog.com. And right now it is ten percent off until September thirtieth on three on all three uh, platforms. Uh, regular price is twenty four ninety nine US. Right now at twenty two forty nine uh, US. And so you got until next Wednesday, there, folks, to get that on that discount. Yeah, it's uh, I'm telling look it, for for what you're spending. Look, if you're thinking you're gonna get like a competitor to dirt, and to what Code Masters bring out, don't bother. But if you want, if you want something, you know, to remind you of like of the old days, of you know the old Gran Turismo rally, the old dirt games. Kind of reminds you know, me of the old Sega rallies as well. That too, as well. Like, if you want, you want to feel a little bit of nostalgia, with a modern twist, with a different art style, and with all the all the classic cars you've grown to love as a kid. This is it. This is it. Like, you, I, I've look. My personal opinion, because I don't have a handbrake, because I don't have the three hundred dollars to put it on my Thrustmaster. Uh, I used to play Dirt Rally two point on a pad, on PC, and I've deleted that, and this is probably gonna be my game. Because as far because if you're gonna play a rally game on a pad, this is it. And there you go. Yep. First hand experience on that one too, folks. Yep. Can't really beat that review now, can you? No. Not at all. Yes. Thank you for coming on the show and talking about that, Christian. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's great to hear from you as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, great to hear from you guys again. Hopefully everybody's safe and uh, yeah, great to be back. So now I'll go back into my. Go back to rallying and trying not to die. I still there have you to go, ladies and gentlemen. He's going back underneath his rock. <laughs> yes, I have to go verify my blood type actually, because that's actually something the game asked for. It asked for a blood type. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, remember, this is old like rally. So remember, they will put the, the blood type on your on your car in the Whole new level exit. of immersion. When you flip, you might actually lose blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I, sorry. It, it's a joke. It's all, it's obviously a joke, but the game actually does have that. Mm-hmm. Just to, that, I that's guess, comical. 
I'm sorry, virtual sir. We don't have your virtual type of blood. You might have, unfortunately, might have to virtually die. Yeah. <laughs> and I got dark. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. All right, let's see you. Thank you, Christian, for supplying that on such short notice. What are we it's when? Good to hear from him again. Yes, literally when Lewis and I were preparing for tonight's show, and as I was introducing Lewis, literally, he messaged me and said, "Hey, this game came out this week. Do you want me to do a quick review on it?" So I'm like, "Sure." That fast? Wow. Yeah, that fast. I had no idea. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, good to hear from him again. We should try to get him on the show in two weeks or something like that. Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. We can, if we can have him come on and rant about how we don't know how, when Gran Turismo 7 is going to come out again. Anyway, so for yeah. the last couple minutes of the show, I, I think I've found, as I teased at the beginning of the show, something that will rival the Aston Martin sim rig that we saw last week. A company that okay. I've actually never heard before, TCT, which stands for um, the Classic Car Trust, which I'm assuming is kind of like Haggerty over on this side of the water. Uh, I could not tell you. I'm not sure. Um, the Classic Car Trust, or TCT for short, is an organization that's based in... <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm sorry that I did not read this before. It's based in... Um, like Go Lichtenstein. On. Lichtenstein. That's Lichtenstein. Okay. Yes. Let's make sure I'm not massively mispronouncing things. That is Lichtenstein, isn't it? Yeah, Lichtenstein. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's an organization that provides a full range of services for classic car correctors around the world. Um, they help classic car correctors manage um, their ownership. Um, Succession planning, management operations, and administration. So, yeah, kind of like Haggerty, if you're more familiar with that. Um, the TCCT also aims at spreading knowledge, data, events, useful, and interesting stories for those who collect and love classic cars. TCCT yearly publishes the key, the no, uh, the key top of the classic car world, and continuously communicate online um, their social their website and social media platforms. Um, however, we're talking about them because they've recently ventured into the world of driving simulators. Th their idea was to let the classic car owners drive and race in classic automobiles whenever and whenever and wherever they wanted to in perfect safety, no cost to the environment, inspired them to launch a driving simulator chassis for those who are passionate about classic cars. So, so far I'm nervous <laughs> about Sounds how much it's going to cost. Um, coming in 2021, and there's no official date beyond that, um, there will be two different versions of this TCCT chassis. Um, one, <laughs> one designed by Zagato, and one designed by Pina Farina. So Italians. Very, very Italian. Yeah. Yeah. 
usually whenever it comes to Italian stuff, it's got a hefty price tag on it. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yes. Yes. Um, bo- Anyways, backtracking a little bit, my microtransaction went through. I'm looking at the Bentley Continental on R-Factor 2 right now, and it is pretty. <laughs> it is so pretty. Yes. Continue with so pretty, because when you have those two names, you expect something very pretty. And I have to say that these simulators are not bad looking at all. No? No. Um, did you get the link to this? I did, I think. Hang on. Here, I'll, I will send it again. Send it Do again! It Do it alive! Yeah, there's two different versions. No, you versions. didn't send me this link. Okay. Yeah, there's two different versions of it. Um, they're referred to as the Sport Aviva. Sport Aviva? Something like that. And uh, it's basically Sport and Legend, I think, if my Italian's correct. Um, of it. Well, those um, are different. Yes, they are very different. Um, let's the see. one that kind of looks like a cage on it. I'm not entirely sure what they're trying to portray there. I'm not sure either. Um, but it's got the uh, very, very 19, early 1960s, uh, late 50s wooden steering wheel with the uh, shift lever over there to the right side. Mm-hmm. Um, they have yeah, that one, looks, that one looks quite nice. You can get it either in that red or the blue. That looks yeah. that looks wonderful. Triple screen setups. I, yeah, triple screen setup. Actually, they both have the same steering wheel. Okay. Yeah. Um, both will have motion simulator technology installed. Um, but the other one see. model that they have kind of looks like the old uh, Mercedes Gullwing, yeah. 300 Gullwing. Yeah, kind of has that, that vibe going on it. Yeah. It's, it says that the motion sim technology is by the Swiss Racing Unleashed Esports Motorsport Company, which I'm also not familiar with. Um, and the oh, here we go. The outer chassis is this a design masterpiece, design masterpiece inspired by the 1946 Italian um, Cisitalia, I think, 202 GT car. Okay. Yeah, I've never... I don't think I've ever heard of that car. Hold on. No, I don't think I have either. It, it's very much a early 50s Roadster. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I'm getting some sort of... Ro- I'm just not entirely sure what the cage part's supposed to represent. I, Maybe it is that car that you mentioned. And it, I've just does, never seen the thing I, before. I just looked up the car. It does look similar to that car. The oh, okay. blue one in particular especially looks like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, the steering wheel that Lois mentioned also has TCCT in it, so I think they're going to be using a lot of proprietary things, even though the shifter that we see in the red one, it looks like a... Th- a um, the base of it looks like a Fanatic base. If, if I'm saying Very well correctly. could be. Yeah. Um, is he... Oh... Here's more fun things from the press release. This beautiful simulator Ooh, chassis is equipped with diamond stetching, leather-wrapped interiors, old-style manual gear, shifters, pedals, and genuine vintage steering wheel to replicate that classic vibe. 
Okay, oh, so in other words, you're with, paying for the interior. Yes, it comes with a hold on to your 46 inch triple screen setup that can be easily used, um, but it can also be easily used with VR, of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, apparently, it also will come with a set of courses pre-installed on it, which, considering that they've gone full Italian, I'm not surprised by. Um, they've all <laughs> the it's also they've also created a e classic racing club app that will connect members of the exclusive E-Classic Racing Club into a digital community with races, championships, training sessions, and coaching programs. Okay. Yes. So, and as I said before, we don't know how much this is going to cost yet. Well, by the looks of it and everything that you just described, this is going to be... It will not be inexpensive. I was going to say, I, I wouldn't be too surprised if this actually breaks the century mark. I can easily see this going for 100000 Hmm. I mean, they are absolutely stunning, and there's definitely a lot of detail that they've clearly put into these. Yes. So, I mean, it would not surprise me at all if that's going to end up being the case. And they are pretty, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's no denying that these are not ugly vehicles. So anybody who's uh, new to the sim racing idea, that what we're looking at would probably be the equivalent of you going out to well, – we'll use uh, Goodwood for an example for the Brits and uh, Amelia Island over here for us in the States. Mm-hmm. You see that or Monterey. one really – or Monterey, yeah. And you see this one really unique car that absolutely stands out above all, and it looks like it's been garage-kept, and it's absolutely stunning, not a blemish on it. Shiny, absolutely gorgeous car that you see, and it gives you the whole history of it, and you find out it is like one of three in existence. Mm-hmm. It's These are kind of like the sim- best way I could describe on how these look in comparison. Because these are pretty. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We also but they're don't new. Even know how many of these are going to make yet? Yeah, exactly. So th- that's they look good. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the only thing that actually bums me out about it is that the only view that you get is the interior and on the side and the back. You don't actually see what the front end of the model looks like, which. Granted, when you're inside the thing, you're not going to be looking at the front end of it anyway, but yeah, it, it still has to look attractive to some extent, and I'm just curious to know what the front would look like. Yeah, there there's an image that has this, two of them side by side that it kind of looks like the front is just not going to be as aesthetically pleasing just because they have to put this um, motion stuff in there somewhere. Yeah, which but on the blue one, you can clearly see it's probably boxed off on something. Yeah. But um, the other one, I mean, you could see something inside the caged area. Yeah. At the back of the car, you can definitely see some. Yeah, some sort of technology that's in there. But still, I mean, they look great. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> okay, well, now that we keep saying they look great in this particular segment, because we're clearly drooling. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, if you're interested in something that expensive... <laughs> 
Just wait, and we'll tell you the price when it finally comes out. Next year sometime. Or if you're in the market for a sim rig that's a little bit more manageable, um, you can refer to the show last week when Jordan broke down where you're pretty much getting the same thing as the Aston Martin chassis, but at a fraction of the price. Exactly. And actually, here's something fun that we can do, I think, for the next couple of weeks, is uh, tweet us images of your sim rig at home. Oh, yeah. If it's homemade or something elaborate, we want to see it. And if it's something simple, like what mine is, is just a computer chair, some foot pedals, and a wheel strapped to a countertop with a TV in front of it, we want to see it, too. Yeah. Bring I'll, it on in there. Or if you are like me, where I literally have a stand just for all that stuff that I can literally just shove under my desk whenever I eventually have time to go racing. Um, yeah, definitely share that. I, I've seen some crazy stuff out there in the community, like um, Brad Seavers, who was on the show, I think, four weeks ago now. Um, he literally has a wooden sim rig that he uses that he built himself. So... You talking about that actually reminds me of one that I saw that I wanted to try the idea myself. The problem is I don't have one. Um, is that a lot of people at the foot of their beds they have this? I don't know what you would call it. Just a not exactly a foot locker, but it's bigger. And yeah, you store I know like what a you lot mean. of old clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I kept the name of the what the item is is absolutely drawing a blank on me. All of a sudden, I'm sure somebody out there will correct me. But uh, they had no use for this thing. It was just simply a display piece. And this one particular individual was able to convert it to where it housed all of his sim racing stuff. And whenever he assembled it, it actually ended up being the cockpit for his sim rig. So whenever he was done with it, you could put it all the way and you put the lid back on it and it just looks like a regular traditional piece of furniture. And I thought that was the coolest freaking idea ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely a wide variety of things that you can use for this weird, strange hobby of ours that we have out there in the world. Um, a lot of different like, options as well for steering wheels and pedals and things like that. That Again, that's an entire show on its own. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, that, this could be fun seeing what everybody's sim rigs look like. How do you sim race? That's what we can call it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we there can you go. Hashtag some. how I sim race. There we go. Yeah. Maybe we can review some on the show coming up. Yeah, we could do that. that sounds yeah. like some fun we can do. So there we go. A little bit of audience participation today. Mm-hmm. Or this week. Yes. Moving right along. Um, iRacing. Not much really to talk about iRacing this week. Um, there was a hot fix that came out, I believe it was yesterday or the day before. It was sometime early this week um, where they addressed a couple of things that they needed to fix from the season, the 2020 season four update that, you know, took forever. As I'm sure you remember, Lois. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not a lot of huge, crucial things. Um, apparently for all the Cup Series cars, they needed to fix an issue. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Mr. Williams. Is the show boring you? No, I burped. Um, oh, that was a burp. I thought it was a yawn. <laughs> no. I'm going to go back into that. Um, 
one thing they did was apparently for all the NASCAR Cup Series cars, they needed to fix an issue where the gas man could be interrupted and would actually fail to empty his can, so you were going to get half-filled during a race. Which uh, That would know, be aggravating if you needed a full fill. Yeah, that 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 is not an ideal situation to have. No, it isn't. Or if you're doing a splash and dash. Mm, then it would be ideal. Um, yeah. Funny how racing works out that way, huh? Yeah. They also did some more updated track maps for Monza, Spa, Daytona, um, Indy, Road Atlanta, Sebring, Talladega, Watkins Glen, and the legacy version of Daytona. Um, they resolved an issue where the eye reading of the rookie license were incorrectly displayed to the user. Um, oh, a button has been added to view results from the eye... The iRacing UI on the Climbers members site, the classic member site, excuse me. Um, iRacing again, very trying very hard to get everyone to start using the new UI. Mm. I've tried it a few times. I'm, I don't know how to feel about it entirely yet, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I when I started on racing, that's when I started using, so I'm used to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that ma- that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. It's just a notable change that people are used to what they're used to, and whenever they're being forced to do something else, it's not something they entirely like to do. Yeah, set in their ways. Oh yeah, and that about brings us to the end of the Toro Radio Show. It's been a different show this week. Um, <laughs> it's good to have you. Hey, back, tell me, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to have you back, though. Ah, uh, feels welcome. Yeah. Um, remember, if you want to get involved with any of Torres' events, whether that's ACC, iRacing, or Forza, we're still doing the odd Forza event here and there. Of course, we have our big endurance race coming up that's supporting Extra Life. Always good to be supporting charity whenever you're doing your racing, I say. Um, a couple more bits of information coming up about our next iRacing leagues. Yes, I said two. Um, we'll be coming up shortly. We announced on our Discord recently that we'll be using the newer NASCAR trucks, kind of a, as a pseudo TASCAR truck season. First season of TASCAR on iRacing, I believe. Um, that will include some more premium content. So if you're interested in taking part of our iRacing events, be sure to think about that in the future. And coming up on AC. C will be having another social night coming up this Sunday. We'll be using the Super Trofeo Lamborghinis at Monza, which makes perfect sense, if you ask me. Yes. So, from all of us here at the Horror Radio Show, have a good week, stay safe, wear your masks, and stay tuned for On The Grid. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.